The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 1. Book 2, The Paper Age, Chapter 7, Contrat Social. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 2, Chapter 7, Contrat Social. In such accession of singular prismatic tints, flush after flush suffusing our horizon, does the era of hope dawn on towards fulfilment. Questionable. As indeed, with an era of hope that rests on mere universal benevolence, victorious analysis, vice cured of its deformity, and in the long run on twenty-five dark savage millions looking up in hunger and weariness to that ecce signum of theirs forty feet high, how could it be but questionable? Through all time, if we read aright, Sin was, is, will be, the parent of misery. This land calls itself most Christian, and has crosses and cathedrals. But its high priest is some Roche Amon, some necklace cardinal Louis de Rohan. The voice of the poor through long years ascends inarticulate in jacquerie, meal mobs, low whimpering of infinite moan, unheeded of the earth, not unheeded of heaven. Always, moreover, where the millions are wretched, there are the thousands straitened, unhappy. Only the units can flourish, or, say, rather, be ruined the last. Industry all noosed and halted, as if it too were some beast of chase for the mighty hunters of this world to bait and cut slices from, cries passionately to these its well-paid guides and watchers, not guide me, but laissez-faire, leave me alone of your guidance. What market has industry in this France? For two things there may be market and demand. For the coarser kind of field fruit, since the millions will live. For the fine kind of luxury and spicery, of multiform taste, from opera melodies down to races and courtesans, since the units will be amused. It is at bottom but a mad state of things. To mend and remake all which we have indeed victorious analysis. Honour to victorious analysis. Nevertheless, out of workshop and laboratory, what thing was victorious analysis yet known to make? Detection of incoherences mainly. Destruction of the incoherent. From of old, doubt was but half a magician. She evokes the spectres which she cannot quell. We shall have endless vortices of froth logic, whereon first words and then things are whirled and swallowed. Remark, accordingly, as acknowledged grounds of hope, at bottom mere precursors of despair, this perpetual theorising about man, the mind of man, philosophy of government, progress of the species and such like, the main thinking furniture of every head. Time and so many Montesquieu's, Mabley's, spokesmen of time have discovered innumerable things, and now has not Jean-Jacques promulgated his new Evangel of a contrat social, explaining the whole mystery of government and how it is contracted and bargained for, to universal satisfaction? Theories of government, such have been and will be in ages of decadence. Acknowledge them in their degree as processes of nature who does nothing in vain as steps in her great process. 
Meanwhile, what theory is so certain as this, that all theories, were they never so earnest, painfully elaborated, are, and by the very conditions of them, must be incomplete, questionable, and even false? Thou shalt know that this universe is what it professes to be, an infinite one. Attempt not to swallow it for thy logical digestion. Be thankful if skilfully planting down this and the other fixed pillar in the chaos, thou prevent it swallowing thee. That a new young generation has exchanged the sceptic creed, what shall I believe, for passionate faith in this gospel according to Jean-Jacques, is a further step in the business, and but tokens much. Blessed also is hope, and always from the beginning there was some millennium prophesied, millennium of holiness, but what is notable, never till this new era, any millennium of mere ease and plentiful supply. In such prophesied lubber land of happiness, benevolence, and vice cured of its deformity, trust not, my friends. Man is not what one calls a happy animal. His appetite for sweet victual is so enormous. How, in this wild universe which storms in on him, infinite, vague menacing, Shall poor man find, say not happiness, but existence and footing to stand on, if it be not by girding himself together for continual endeavour and endurance? Woe if in his heart there dwelt no devout faith, if the word duty had lost its meaning for him. For as to this of sentimentalism, so useful for weeping with over romances and on pathetic occasions, it otherwise verily will avail nothing, nay less. The healthy heart that said to itself, how healthy am I, was already fallen into the fatalist sort of disease. Is not sentimentalism twin sister to Kant, if not one and the same with it? Is not Kant the materia prima of the devil, from which all falsehoods, imbecilities, abominations body themselves, from which no true thing can come? For Kant is itself properly a double-distilled lie, the second power of a lie. And now, if a whole nation fall into that, in such case, I answer, infallibly they will return out of it, for life is no cunningly devised deception or self-deception. It is a great truth that thou art alive, that thou hast desires, necessities. Neither can these subsist and satisfy themselves on delusions, but on fact. To fact, depend on it, we shall come back to such fact, blessed or cursed, as we have wisdom for. The lowest, least blessed fact one knows of, on which necessitous mortals have ever based themselves, seems to be the primitive one of cannibalism, that I can devour thee. What if such primitive fact were precisely the one we had with our improved methods to revert to and begin anew from? End of Book 2, Chapter 7